I just need to let you know that I went to Home Depot this weekend. God damn! Yeah. Or maybe it was last week. I can't fucking remember because all the days are blurring together. And I got a bolt to tie on my toilet seat so that it wouldn't wiggle when I sat down. Damn, That's girl. fucking adulting. <laughs> it's adulting. I went to Home Depot for a bolt. I Or a nut. I don't know what it's called. Home I have Depot. the bolt. <laughs> I can't stand Home Depot. I fucking hate that place. Do you? Yeah. Why? Just because of childhood? Yeah, because my dad was like, well, let's see if we need doorknobs. I'm like, motherfucker, do we need doorknobs, though? <laughs> Like, we don't need to go down this aisle. Are we going to buy a ceiling fan? Pretty no. sure all of our door has knobs. Yeah. Every aisle. He would make us go down every aisle. Well, let's just see if there's anything down oh, here. That's like my mom in a fabric store. Yeah. Or like a craft shop. I'm like, Jesus Christ, mom. Yeah. We don't need this many ribbons. <laughs> just like, but these ones have bees on them. <laughs> oh, they're so cute. That's just me in a yarn aisle. <laughs> that's me at the bookstore. <laughs> that, oh my God, we should do that. I know. I want to. That sounds fun. Let's fucking do it. I'm in. All right. My birthday is, is <gasps> tomorrow. Happy birthday, Erin. Yes. Erin is your birthday. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to be 32. You are about to be 32. I already am 32. You're so old. Welcome to the club. You literally basically are 32. Well, I mean, when this comes out, it will be. Yeah. But as of right now, I'm fucking not, okay? I have like 12 hours. <laughs> Enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> well, give me your goddamn, you 32-year-old birthday girl. Well, my goddamn, everybody already knows about, but it still hurts and haunts me inside every single day, and that is that I destroyed our hard drive last week. <sighs> yeah. That was the least like anticlimactic way ever to destroy a hard drive. It really was. And we got the final word that it's effed in the A. It's done. (laughs) It is done. So unless I send it to NASA, it's that's our forever lost episode. And that's all. But I got a brand new hard drive that apparently I can go fucking snowboarding with. Ooh. Yeah. Why did they advertise that? (laughs) I don't know. They were like, you got an external hard drive. And then they had pictures of like a dude snowboarding and like someone surfing or something. Was it like clipped onto their wetsuit? (laughs) Yeah. It's like waterproof. There's a spot for like a carabiner. (laughs) Which is where we put our super sweet skull keychain that Anna gave us. Hell yeah, it is. (laughs) So this one should be able to withstand my very precarious life. <laughs> Your extreme lifestyle. Yeah, my extreme <laughs> lifestyle. It literally fell three feet. Yeah. Onto Not even. concrete, but still. I don't still. even know if that's three feet. Yeah. Well, we learned our lesson. We did. And now I have a very indestructible hard drive. I love that everybody's like, oh, listen, you can just like send it into a data recovery center and you can get your episodes back and we're like yeah that's a lot of money yeah for one episode yeah yeah <laughs> considering they start at a lot of money like best buy is like 500 dollars, and i'm sure that other places would be less yeah but still i can't imagine spending like more than 20 bucks dollars. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. more than 20 bucks on it i'm like ah it's not worth it yeah not the last episode we'll just uh we'll fucking redo those stories a year from now yeah and we've forgotten all about them exactly and then we'll have new authentic reactions exactly all right <gasps> well what is your goddamn uh my goddamn which you kind of already know about but uh last night we went to your house for game night you did which was super fun but we kept the kids up late and so we got home and did the whole nighttime routine right so mm-hmm. we're like hopefully they'll sleep in let's have this be a good night whatever go to bed everything's great i woke up at like 
2 30 because i had to pee real bad and so i went pee and i couldn't go back to sleep and i was like dude the baby's still asleep this is fucking amazing because usually he wakes up twice in the night once at like midnight and then once at four yeah and so i was like oh my god he's still sleeping this is beautiful i'm gonna pee and like not open my eyes and go back to bed but i lay back in bed and i couldn't sleep forever you know when you're like i'm fucking starving <laughs> why am i oh so my god, hungry yes. <laughs> Ugh. but i was too lazy to get up and get something so i was like just close your eyes and my stomach was literally growling in bed <laughs> oh my god and it's like two o'clock so yeah. you're like what am i gonna do go uh, heat up some fucking no yeah <laughs> mozzarella sticks <laughs> <laughs> just eating some goddamn dino chicken nuggets exactly. <laughs> in the middle of the night i don't need that in my life <laughs> no not at two in the morning unless you're still drunk yeah that's stupid but i feel like you can't have gone to bed already <laughs> no you have to still be awake yeah. and then like get taco bell or something yeah no so i'm laying in bed and i can't fall asleep and then eventually i don't know it must have been like almost an hour later the baby wakes up and so i'm like ah, okay like i had started to doze but i woke up and i'm like okay i'll feed him whatever it's good because then i'll be really tired and i can go to sleep right yeah and so i lay him down and i'm laying there and i'm like motherfucker i'm so hungry i cannot sleep Oh my God. And I start to doze again. And then my three-year-old wakes up screaming in the night. And he never wakes up. He sleeps through the night all the time. Mm-mm. And this is like four o'clock. And I walk in there and he's like, my stomach hurts. And I'm like, I don't know what to do for that. <laughs> First of all. <laughs> You're like, mine too, kid. I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm so hungry. You want dino nuggets? <laughs> Let's go binge in the kitchen. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, I'll get you some Gatorade. Maybe that'll help you with your tummy ache. And I never give him like juice or anything in bed because yeah. I'm worried about his teeth rotting out of his face. But I, fucking four in the morning and I just wanted to sleep. So I went and got him Gatorade, which, by the way, he didn't even fucking touch. Of course. And he's like, I want to sit up and drink it like out in the living room. And I'm like, nope, not happening. And then he's like, I have to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, OK, I'll take you to the bathroom because that's a good lesson. Right. Like, yeah. You're trying to teach him to not pee in his diaper. So we get up and do that. And then he was saying that he didn't feel good because he's starting to get sick. So I checked his temperature and he's fine, whatever, lay him down. I kind of rub his back and then he eventually falls asleep and then I go lay down and I'm laying there and I can't fucking fall back asleep and I'm so tired, (laughs) like ridiculously tired. But I felt like that uncomfortable sleepy where you're like, I need to move. Like I need to get up and sit up and watch TV or something. And then I kept like eventually dozing. But I would like shoot awake because it'd be like these little spurts of insane fucking dreams where you're like, and I'm falling off of a ship into the dangerous Alaskan sea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to freeze to death and there's sharks circling. <laughs> and then you wake up and you're like, God damn, I was almost asleep. Yeah. And then the baby woke up and started crying. Anyway, so it was like a shit show of a night of like I couldn't sleep. And then when the kids were down sleeping, I still couldn't sleep. Like, yeah. You're just torturing yourself. Oh, my God. There. So much torture. And then... It was one of those beautiful mornings where both kids slept in until like 8.30, almost 9 o'clock. Oh, my God. And I couldn't fucking sleep. I was laying in bed like, please go to sleep. I'm so tired. Please. I just want to go to sleep. And the kids are sleeping in. This would be a beautiful gift that I've never had in four (laughs) months since this child has been born. Yeah. And I couldn't fucking sleep. Even since your first one, he doesn't fucking sleep in that long. Never. He never sleeps in. Yeah. This was a rare gem (laughs) and granted I was like awake in the middle of the night dealing with him and all that but if like if I count everything up it was less than 30 minutes total dealing with the kids and the rest of the time was me being like I cannot fucking go to sleep what is wrong oh my god that sounds awful and so I'm really fucking tired right now and that's my goddamn (laughs) (laughs) well pull it together (laughs) oh I got girl you brought me coffee I had coffee before It's going to be another night where I'm like, I'm so tired. Why can't I sleep? I just don't understand. (laughs) 
One of these days I'm going to fucking crash though. And it might be right in front of you where I'm going to be like, power nap. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, goddamn. Yep. Well, all right. Let's talk about murder then. All right. Let's do it. Whose turn is it? Your turn. (laughs) (laughs) We figured that out at the same time. We'll get there. (laughs) All right. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Okay. I'm more ready for anything in my life. You better be. My story is a listener recommendation. (gasps) And this person did not particularly want to be named. So I will not name. Listen. Him or her. We've all been there. We're trying to hide (laughs) our fucking weird kinks. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, I don't even name out on a murder podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So this is the story of Abby Hernandez. All right. In October of 2003... Abigail Hernandez was a 14-year-old freshman at Kent High School in North Conway, New Hampshire. 14? 14. I'm going to hate this, aren't I? Yes. I'm going to be real mad about it. Abby was a happy, down-to-earth tomboy who would make friends with just about anyone. She couldn't, like, anyone that she met. Yeah. And she was very family-oriented, and she was really close to her mother, Xenia. Ooh, that's a pretty name. Yeah. On October 9th, 2013, just days before her 15th birthday, Abby was walking home from school just like any other day. Mm-hmm. And at 2.53 p.m., while her boyfriend was riding the school bus home, they were texting back and forth, and she sent him a heart emoji, kind of ending the conversation, right? Okay. And then about 15 minutes later, at 3.07 p.m., her cell signal disappeared a mile from her house. Oh, shit. It just went gone. Okay. Her so mo- her phone was turned off? Yeah. Basically? Basically. Her mother, who worked as a nurse, was awaiting her arrival home, Abby's arrival home from school that day. Mm -hmm. And she became alarmed when she didn't show up at a regular time. And so her mom texted her. When Abby never replied to her mom's text, she decided to drive to the school thinking that like maybe she was just still there or hung up at school for some reason. But she wasn't panicking or anything. She was just like, all right, I guess I'll go look for you. Yeah. Yeah. She's a teenager. (laughs) Yeah. And so when she gets to Abby's school, Abby was nowhere to be found, and she talks to some of the staff, and the librarian said that she had seen Abby leave that day at her normal time. Okay. So her mom started to get more worried, and she's like, what if on her walk home she got hurt? Like, maybe she broke her leg or got appendicitis or got hit by a car or something. Like, she's a nurse, so she's thinking of fucking everything. Yeah, yeah. And so she's Cancer like, struck immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something super fucking dramatic. Yeah. And so maybe Abby was at one of the hospitals. Oh, God. So her mom calls all the hospitals, but there was no patient under the name Abigail and no one matched the description. So she's not at the hospital. So this is when her mom starts to really fucking freak out. Yeah. And by 7 p.m. that day, Abby's mom had filed a missing persons report. Good. Yeah. Good for her. So the police get the missing persons report. They start combing through the town and the community gets involved and everything like right away. Everybody jumps in to help find Abby. Some speculated that she might have had trouble at home, so maybe she just was a runaway. But those close to her were like, no, Abby would never run away. That's not, you know, she's close to her mom. There's no issues. Yeah. She's a happy-go-lucky girl. She's not one to go missing. Yeah. There's not a reason for that. Exactly. And her best friend Miranda was saying that that day nothing seemed different about Abby and that they were in science class and they were both being silly and, like, taking selfies and shit. So, like... There was nothing off with her. She wasn't planning to run away that day or anything. Yeah, exactly. Also, there was surveillance footage that showed Abby leaving the school grounds at her normal time, but she only had her backpack on. It wasn't like she was planning to be gone for a long time and she had a bunch of bags or anything like that. Yeah. So the police are like, 
I don't think this is a runaway. Even though the community kind of speculating, like, what if it is? The police are, like, treating this as a missing persons. Good. I know for once in yeah. our cases. I was literally going to say, for once, the police are, like, on the right yeah, path. Exactly. <laughs> so within 48 hours, the FBI became involved with the case. Oh, shit. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Get it. I mean, if any of my kids went missing, I'd want them involved, like, right away. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, um, call the FBI straight away. Yeah. Should I just call? Do you have the number for the FBI? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, uh, it's at Stacy's house. And I'm like, oh, I should have looked there. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty logical. <laughs> so Abby's birthday came and went with no word from her. And instead of a big party like they were planning, her mom held a vigil in her honor. Oh, my God. That's I so know. sad. There's a video of it. And they're all fucking singing happy birthday with those little light candle cup things. Ugh. It's so sad. Oh, that's so sad. And it's like the most ominous happy birthday ever. Well, yeah, you're not going to be like, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday. Like, happy birthday. It's a special day. <laughs> yeah. It's all fucking excited. <laughs> like it's a fucking Denny's restaurant. <laughs> exactly. God Although damn. we would be the worst because yeah. I don't think we can sing sad. No, we can't. It's because we go all in. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you are not invited. <laughs> no. Really got to feel it. <laughs> so her mom takes to the press and is pleading for Abby's safe return home. And she never hears anything from Abby. Oh, my God. That's so sad. I know. A month goes by and Abby's God mom. Damn. I know. A whole fucking month. Abby's mom was starting to lose it. And she was like barely able to function. And she stopped taking care of herself or doing basic things like daily tasks you know yeah like even checking her mail she just like fucking gave up on life and yeah. was just searching for her daughter i barely check my mail as it is i feel like if one of my kids went missing i'd fucking not do anything exactly so that's exactly what she did she said that in an interview she was saying that she would literally stop strangers on the street oh. like she'd see them walking away and think it looked like her daughter and she'd like stop them and be like oh shit like you're not that's yeah. so sad so sad one day, Abigail's mom finally decides to go to her mailbox. And in the stack of envelopes that was there, she found a letter from Abby. Holy shit. Right? And it was postmarked 13 days after <gasps> Abby's disappearance. No. Yeah, so it had been sitting there for a while. No. Yeah. The letter basically said from Abby that I've seen your pleas on the news <gasps> and I want to let you know that I'm alive and I love you, but to stop looking for me. Nope. Yeah. And her mom said it sounded like Abby wrote the letter. Like, Abby wrote the letter, but it seemed off, like she was holding something back. Yeah. And so forensics were done on the letter, and Abby's DNA profile was on it, confirming that she did write it, and it did come from her. And the cops chose to keep the knowledge of the letter out of the press because they were afraid that maybe she was being held captive or something, and she snuck the letter out. Yeah. And so they didn't want her captor to retaliate. Yeah, like get in trouble. Exactly. Fuck. But eventually, the FBI and the police literally had nothing to go off of for her disappearance. So they decided after a month, after they realized they had this letter, they were going to release details of the letter to the press. So now everybody in the community has heard that Abby wrote this letter basically saying, don't look for me. Oh my God. Uh-huh. So this causes a lot of gossip in the community. And people started to suspect that she was just another runaway. Like, listen, she said, just leave me alone. Yeah. And so her mom gets nervous. Like, no, I don't want people to lose steam. Yeah, like, don't stop looking for her. Exactly. This like, isn't right. Right? Like, she's been gone for two months at this point. And so it's a good thing that you're getting her name in the press. But it almost 
could go the opposite way where people are like, okay, well, now we know where she is. Oh my God, that's heartbreaking. I know, right? So investigators, however, weren't giving up on her and they were sure that she wasn't a runaway. The reason is because when she left, she didn't have a car, she didn't have any money or any belongings to survive off of. Yeah. I guess there was like a grip of cash at her house or like a stockpile of money somewhere and that was still there, which you would have taken if you were running away. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, wouldn't you go with, like, your boyfriend or your best friend exactly. or someone? Like, like, somebody would have a little inkling. Yeah, a so, teenager is not going to be like, going to Costa Rica. Like, later. Yeah, I'm just By myself. Fucking. Just my school books. Yeah, take off for the world. Like, that's not. <laughs> I, go you could do that now. in Europe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So they were like, okay, this is for sure a kidnapping. So the police worked day in and day out on the case for nine months. Oh my God. Oh my God. Nine months? Nine whole months. She's just disappeared without a fucking trace. (gasps) Okay. And then they get a break. Okay. Here's what happened to Abby. Oh, we know now. Oh God. On October 9th, Abby was walking home from school just like any other day, but she was wearing these new boots. And these boots were causing blisters on her feet, and the walk was really long, but she was managing, right? Yeah. And then a man driving by sees Abby walking along the road, and he stops and asks if she wants a ride home. Uh Uh-huh. And her feet were hurting so bad that she accepted the offer. What? But instead of giving him her home address, she asked him to drop her off at a nearby restaurant, and she'd walk the rest of the way home. Yeah. So the man explains that he needed to stop at Home Depot first. No, fuck that. It's going to Home Depot with someone else's dad. (laughs) That sounds awful. How appropriate. I love how like our previous (laughs) conversations always work their fucking way in here. Exactly. So he's like, oh, I just got to stop by Home Depot real quick. And she is like, uh, that's like an hour trip. I'm not doing it. (laughs) I could be home by then. Yeah. And so he drives to the Home Depot parking lot and sensing something is off. Abby unbuckles herself when they get to the parking lot and she's like, don't worry about it. I'll just walk home from Home Depot. Thanks for the ride here. Yeah. And the guy immediately pulled a gun on Abby (gasps) and pointed it at her thigh and said, I could blow your brains out. Well, those aren't where they're located, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) So true. But the threat is still there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Still, I stopped what I was doing. Yeah, exactly. And he said, I could blow your brains out. I could slit your throat open. If you try to escape or scream, there's going to be a consequence. Holy fuck. That's not a quote, but that's basically what he's getting at, Yeah. Don't do what I... Yeah. Fucking stay. (laughs) And so then he covers her head with a jacket and handcuffs her inside the car. And she's like pleading to him to let her go, saying that she wouldn't tell anyone what happened if he just let her go. Like, just let me go. No one's going to know, right? Yeah. And at one point, she tried to peek out of the jacket to see where he was taking her because he's driving away at this point. He's not just hanging out in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. But he's taking her somewhere. And so she like tries to peek out to see where they're going. And he's like, fuck that shit. That ain't going to happen. And he tases her with a (gasps) a stun gun. Motherfucker has a taser too? He's got a fucking taser. What does he have a fucking kidnap kit in his truck? He does. Or car or whatever it was. Yeah, it was. I think it was a car. All right. So what was his plan going to Home Depot anyway? Like, was he going to go in there and be like, I just need rope and duct tape. I and need the rest of my kit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe. Like, I need some line and a shovel. Maybe it was like Home Depot is the direction that he was taking her. And so he was using it as an excuse to why he was going the opposite way or something. Yeah, but what if know. she hadn't like made the motion to be like, oh, this is weird. I'm just going to walk. Like, would he have just been like, let's go inside. And then she could bolt. Like, he's like, psych. (laughs) Yeah. Like, (laughs) thought we were going to Home Depot. No. (laughs) It's much worse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Is it? (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Depends who you ask. If you ask her, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So then he's like, okay, for sure she's got a cell phone on her. 
and police can track shit on the cell phone like her gps location so he asks for it and then he breaks it into pieces using his hands oh my god to like destroy this device what right? is he a vampire some intense He's so strong strength <laughs> <laughs> unless it was like a flip phone what year was this 2013 yeah i was thinking the same thing i'm like if that was just like a straight up iphone that's a brick yeah With just like, your hands you well, could you could fold them. Remember how those yeah, were the going bendy around? ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if it was like a like a my size iPhone, I don't think I could break that with my bare hands. But you have it in a case. I'd pop it out of the case. I still don't think I could break it with you my bare hands. You don't think so? You know how they're like the case makes it look like fucking way thicker than it is. Yeah, yeah, way yeah. thicker. I I don't know. Maybe I feel like I would need another thing though. Like maybe the steering wheel. And I could like oh oh on both sides. Well, maybe that's what he did. Maybe. I like how this is where we get hung up. <laughs> he didn't break it with his hands. With his bare hands? <laughs> Who's telling the story here? <laughs> Fuck you. I know, right? Is this from him? He's like, I'm so strong. <laughs> Fuck this guy. Okay, so when he had Abby at did it with one hand even. <laughs> Sorry, I just looked at it and it broke. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just crushed it with one hand. What an I matilded it. Yeah, <laughs> used my brain powers. Okay, so when he had Abby at their destination, he led her into this long dark room with green carpet and a "Don't Tread on Me" flag that was hanging on the wall. Okay, you just paint the scene here. When they were there, he gagged her and put duct tape over her fucking eyes to blindfold her. Ah, I know. You have eyelashes and eyebrows. I no, and like I fucking lid skin <laughs> and eyelid skin. Ooh, that yeah. sounds awful. Ooh. Okay, so then he put a t-shirt over her head and then a motorcycle helmet over that. Is he motherfucking suffocating her? That's gonna suffocate Ugh. her. It makes me so uncomfortable. That's so claustrophobic. Trigger. He then proceeded to sexually assault her. Ugh, one God. of many attacks that she would have to endure over nine months of her captivity. No, nine fucking months. Yeah. Oh my God. Just uh, let me just tuck that little bit of knowledge in there. Oh my God. Is she still alive? You'll find out. You'll <gasps> find out how we got this break. He would hold her captive in a shipping container on his property. That was the long hallway with the green carpet and the don't tread on me flag. Oh my God. It was a God. fucking shipping container. Oh my God. Who the fuck has shipping containers on their property? Can we stop doing this? Yeah, those should be banned. Yeah, really. People are like making tiny houses out of them though. So. Yeah, so they're going to pop up everywhere. Yeah. Well, they're also making tiny fucking dungeons. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty big dungeon. Tiny house, big dungeon. You think so? It's a good sized dungeon. I think a dungeon like a big ass basement. I guess I think of it like a cellar, like oh, a basement. Oh yeah, like yeah. a cell. Okay, okay. So anyway, when she wasn't in the dungeon, uh -huh. he had her shackled to his bed inside of his trailer home. Oh, my so God. So this is happening in a trailer park. Oh, my God. How? How? How does he have a shipping container on a trailer park? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Maybe it was like a, a standalone trailer park or trailer, not in a park. No, you know? it was in a trailer park. How did he get her from the shipping container to the trailer? And no one seeing? Yeah. I don't fucking know because it looked like they were pretty much next door to each other. I, I mean, I've been to a trailer park. Yeah, I have too. I feel like you could hear everything that your neighbors do. Like Get it's this just shit. thin aluminum. Get this shit. They did? No. Oh, I was like, oh <laughs> the God. shipping container was like soundproofed. Oh, what a fucking monster. Right? So, but his fucking trailer wasn't. Maybe it was though. Maybe he had really good insulation. <laughs> we need to ask him what he uses because yeah, <laughs> my house doesn't even have that. Yeah. Okay. So he would put her in adult diapers, not allowing her the luxury of a bathroom. And would force... Who knew that was a goddamn luxury? Right. I know. That's, that's, a, that's a basic human right, you motherfucker. Right. He would force her to call him master. Oh my God, I hate him. Yep. Like he wouldn't 
reveal his identity or anything. Just call me master. And if she did anything to upset him, he would fucking tase her. He even held the taser to her feet for an extended period <gasps> of time. Ugh. Yeah. What an asshole. Total fucking asshole. Did he, did she see him? I'll tell you. Okay. One day, he decided to find a more, quote unquote, humane method for keeping Abby quiet to prevent her from screaming and everything. Yeah. So he put a shock collar on her, like the ones that dogs wear. Yeah. And he forced her to yell so that it would shock her so that she knew what it felt like. So then he'd like fucking tase her and then she wouldn't want to yell because she'll get shocked again with a shock collar. Oh my God. Like what the fuck kind of twisted motherfucker is this? These people like live in your fucking community. Uh, isn't that crazy? It could be your next door neighbor. Yeah. With that shipping container. Ugh. Go knock on a shipping container just in case. Yeah. Like d- knock twice if you're in trouble. <laughs> or just once. If I knock on a shipping container and something knocks back, I'll be like, oh, police coming in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he even set up a quote unquote watering system for her to drink from when she was in the storage container. She's not a fucking gerbil. Uh, that's the thing. Okay. So all the articles said watering system, but the person who suggested this case said that it was like a hamster feeder thing or majinger. <laughs> like a little like a little, one of those things with a little pipe and a little ball and you lick it and the water comes out yeah 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 she's not a fucking gerbil i know it's so fucked or a up. hamster or a guinea pig or I whatever i know he inflicted psychological torture on her as well and would tell as her, if this wasn't already i know right but he like fucking was getting into her head and shit and saying like he had tripped the door of the storage container to explode or like to set the place on fire if it were ever kicked in or forced open Oh, my God. Good. I'll take this whole goddamn place down. Yeah, fuck you. I'll burn before this shit. Yeah. <laughs> also, she's, like, shackled, though, so it's not, like... Yeah, it's not It's not on her to do it. I think but... it was more to make her afraid of if anybody ever came to save her. Yeah. Not so much for her to escape. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. While Abby was in captivity, she saw her mother's plea on TV, and it was the first time that she cried since being abducted. <gasps> and so he allowed her to write the letter... To her mom. Yeah. Her first letter that she wrote, she attempted to hide a message in there by pressing her fingernails into the paper and spelling the word help. But he caught it and then he punished her for it. But then somehow allowed her to write another letter. Oh, my God. Isn't that crazy? Oh, Oh, my God. So close. That's a really good idea. I know. Like, I was like, how do you hide a message? Like, every first word or every first letter is. (laughs) Yeah, like underlined it. (laughs) Yeah, like says spell something down the page. me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Eventually, over time, Abby began to gain more and more of her captor's trust by going along with whatever he wanted to do. Oh, my God. This brave fucking girl. At 14, right? Well, 15. Yeah, 15. She had a birthday. Yeah. At one point, he gave her a cookbook to read. Like, she started to get luxuries, whatever you want to call them. Oh, a cookbook. Yeah. And so he gave her books to read. And one of those was a cookbook. So she could really get lost in the recipes. (laughs) Yeah. Pretend she was somewhere else. How many cups of sugar? (laughs) Baking some fucking pumpkin pie. Yeah, exactly. So inside the front page of this cookbook was the name Nate Kibbe. And she asked, who is Nate? And it shocked him. And he was like, how do you know my name? Oh, bum, bum. girl but. got his name. So in March 2013, so this is five months into her captivity, uh-huh. officers showed up at Nate's house <gasps> and walked around his property. And they weren't there on suspicion of kidnapping, though. They were there because Nate had called them to his home to collect his arsenal of guns that he owned. What? So he wouldn't be in breach of his bail condition because he had just been arrested and charged with simple assault, criminal trespass, and loitering or prowling. This was five months after she was kidnapped? Yeah. So, like, while she was kidnapped, he did some shit and got in trouble. 
And then got out on bail. And then got out on bail. Can you imagine, though, if he didn't and she was just stuck in that shipping container and no one knew? Yeah. That's fucking terrible, right? That's so scary. So he had to give up his, like, he wasn't supposed to have weapons. This dude got in trouble for a lot of shit. Like, he has a track record, which I'll go into detail. But... He eventually gets out on bail and part of it is like, you can't have fucking weapons. And so he's like, all right, guys, come out and get the weapons. And I don't know exactly the scenario that caused this, but one article kind of mentioned that a female relative had reported him to the police after he had held her captive for over an hour sometime in February. So a month before. What? And I don't know if it was like held captive at her house or at his house. Wait, a month before this bail thing or a month before Abby was taken? A month before this bail thing. So while Abby was taken. He was just fucking trying to collect other people. And it was like a female relative. That's gross. First but of all. I think it was at her house because if you listen to the charges, it's criminal trespass, simple assault, loitering or prowling. So maybe it was like he went on her property and like wouldn't let her leave the house, held her at gunpoint or some shit. Yeah. I don't know, because there weren't details. Oh, my God. But he gets in trouble, right? And the cops come, and they come and take his guns, and they search the property to see if there's any more guns, but they don't search this fucking You don't search dungeon. the shipping container? Yeah, where you could hold so many guns. Yeah, or other weapons, or, like, children. Exactly. Or fucking Abby. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so the cops were there, and they didn't find her. I think this might have been when he was like, listen, if this container is open, don't make any sound, because if this container is open... This whole place is going up in flames, you know? Yeah. While she's in captivity, she continues to befriend him and go along with what he wanted to do as a survival tactic. And she even gained his trust enough to where he enlisted her to help him create counterfeit money. Okay. So she's just making, oh, you know, a way of life in there. Like, a way to survive. Yeah, yeah. She's getting more and more freedom. Uh-huh. So now she's helping him with this, like, underground counterfeit money fucking deal right yeah he's like all of my other fucking schemes have gone to plan so let's counterfeit money now. yeah let's move on to the next and so he then uses this counterfeit money to pay off prostitutes oh my god yeah okay that he met online he would like meet them online and then go do his little deed and pay them uh this one lady he gave three fifty dollar bills to which she tried to use at a walmart yeah and the prostitute gets like really fucking pissed that nate gave her like counterfeit money and so she turns him into the police obviously because she got in trouble too yeah so she's like i got this money from this guy his name is nate whatever yeah and she calls him and chews him out and is basically like trying to scare him like whatever the fuck you got going on in your little basement be ready because the cops are coming right Uh uh-huh so he freaks out and he's afraid that they're about to like raid his trailer so on july 20th 2014 he loaded abby up into his car and he drove her to the road where he had kidnapped her from Uh uh-huh and set her free are you fucking kidding me i'm not after making her swear that she would never tell anyone who he was because now she's seen his face oh i didn't write this down but there was one thing where because obviously now we know this is abby's account yeah where she said that she caught a glimpse of his face he fell asleep next to her and she saw a glimpse of his face and then she closed her eyes really fast because she was afraid that she would get in trouble for seeing his face so he must have had her blindfolded most of the time yeah And then also the part where she found his name in the cookbook. Yeah. She said that he was fucking shocked. Like he looked shocked. Like how? So she must have gained his trust enough that now, you know, you know, we know the name. We know the face. She doesn't know where he lives or anything, but. Yeah. Jesus. Right. So she gets set free. She said she opened the door to get out of the car and he yelled at her, wait, give me my hat back. And she threw it at him and stepped out of the car. Like, fuck you. I want to. I want my hoodie back. Yeah. You can't just have all those CDs. Yeah. 
So he drives off and she just started laughing because she couldn't believe that she was free. Yeah. So she walks the rest of the way home, like finishes her fucking walk. Did her boots fit better at this point? Were they broken in? <laughs> I'm pretty sure she didn't give a fuck about her boots. Yeah. This girl, <laughs> Bitch, I will walk barefoot. Yeah, this girl got jacked up, right? Like being raped every fucking day oh and God. tortured and oh like tasered and all the shit. So the security camera on her front porch to her house captured her emaciated image walking up to the home with a hand over her mouth and her mom was on the phone at the time and abby called out mom and her mom was like in total shock and super ecstatic i fucking bet like can you fucking imagine you would have had to i mean you wouldn't want to or anything but like after nine months you're kind of yeah i don't want to say written off but yeah like that's you lost hope absolutely or losing hope at least after 48 hours right yeah like Maybe a mother never does, but like everyone else in the community was probably like, well, I mean, it's been nine months. Like yeah. she's gone. Yeah, exactly. And she straight up just walked back home. That's crazy. crazy. So Abby said that she could see years of stress on her mom's face. It had only been nine months, but this had like aged her mom so much and it like broke her heart, but she was just so happy to be home. Oh my God. Well, I bet she was fucking aged too. Oh yeah. This poor girl. It took Abby a few days to like reveal her kidnapper's identity because she was so afraid that he was going to come back and go after her family. Yeah. And like he didn't know where she lived because he never drove her home. But yeah. But you got a pretty good idea about well, where. And with shit. like the media and everything covering yep. this case, I'm sure that he could find out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So then she gives away his name, Nathaniel Kibbe. And so the authorities go and arrest him. And they take him into custody for over 200 different fucking charges. Oh, my God. Isn't that crazy? No. I get him for more. Yeah, that's true. But still, it's just like 200. They're like, we're not even going to fucking name him. It's over 200. Yeah, there's over 200. One of them is feeding her like a fucking gerbil. Right? Oh, God. So he eventually enters a plea deal that prevented Abby from having to testify against him or anything. And he got 40 to 90 years in prison. Okay. And he was 39 at the time of his arrest. Okay. So basically he ain't getting out till he's like fucking 80 yeah. at the earliest. But this guy's fucking nuts. It turns out that he wasn't un- that unknown to the police and everyone is shocked that he wasn't on their radar for being, this. Yeah, for being suspected of kidnapping her. Yeah. He was in and out of juvie as a kid. He had been in trouble for buying an AK-47 type gun with a fake ID at a fucking Kmart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love how specific some of these get. Like, yeah. you know, you read articles and it's like, ah, he did some fucked up shit. And then other articles are like, he skinned a cat alive. And you're like, that's way more fucked up than what my brain was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Or like, he went to a Kmart? Yeah. <laughs> what? And you Where? could buy AK-47 type guns? Yeah, who knew they had those? Yeah. Okay. An old classmate of Nate had said that he was always the bully slash punk type of kid that tormented him for years. When the classmate learned that Nate had kidnapped Abby, he called his mom and was like, I'll give you three guesses as to who did it, like who took Abby. Yeah. And his mom immediately said Nate because he was like that. They were that like yeah. notorious. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be him. Abby has been praised with how she handled the situation by befriending him. And investigators say that she saved her own life by doing this. And she's a textbook example of what you should do if you're ever kidnapped because she saved her own life. I mean, I get that, but god damn, that sucks to be told like, oh, just go along with it. I know. But she did and she lived. Yeah. And I she mean, the alternative got- would be like, he's thinking that he's going to get raided and caught and so then he kills her after nine months. Like, 
of enduring that. Yeah. But she had, like, befriended him. Like, he, she got in his head. Like, yeah. he thought that they were friends. And, like, okay, you're not going to say anything? Okay. Yeah. Like, like, I can trust you. Oh, my God. Isn't that fucking nuts? Oh, my God. This is so sad. Abby says that she never gave up hope and she would pray all the time. But she would never say amen because she didn't want God to leave her. She never wanted to close her prayer. Oh, my God. They gave me chills. I know. And that's how I ended that story. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I should say, though, that she's, like, doing great. She moved to another state and she has, like, a little boy and she's, like, happy as can be. Like, this didn't fuck her life. I'm sure she's, like, traumatized from it, but she didn't let it mess up her life. Yeah. she's doing great. Oh, good for her. Isn't that crazy? That's fucking insane. So I didn't do a murder one. (laughs) No, you didn't. You just did a fucked up everything else one. Yeah. I hate it. Now you're never going to look at a shipping container the same. Yeah, a shipping container or like, I don't know, a 14-year-old kid. Like how (sighs) strong she was. Uh, Right? Now, I don't think, I'd be like, well, this is fucking, I'm going to cut my wrist. Yeah, let's just end this. Well, and then remember I said that she saw her mom's pleas on TV and that was the first time she cried in captivity? This girl was being like tasered and raped and tortured and she never cried. And then she saw her mom and that's what made her cry. Oh, my God. She is fucking strong. Like, that's crazy. I'd be bawling my eyes out the moment I got in that car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like please we're don't not, hurt me. We're not actually going to Home Depot. I'd be like, fuck. <laughs> no, what have I done? Oh, this is such a bad idea. Right? Oh, my God. Uh, I'd be crying when my feet hurt walking home. I know. She's fucking amazing that's so scary i know god damn don't accept rides from people dude and this guy looks creepy as fuck and she had said in an interview that she had accepted the ride because he looked nice enough and i was like of course it's a mug shot that i'm seeing now so he yeah, looks creepy yeah. as fuck but i'm like he does not look nice enough that dude looks like he skins cats on the weekends <laughs> <laughs> well it's just a hobby <laughs> <laughs> it's harmless yeah god damn isn't that crazy Ugh. Okay, give me your story, Erin. Okay, so yours had no murder? Yes. <laughs> You're going to make up for that? I will make up for that. Okay. Okay, mine is going to be about a lady named Stella Maudine Nickel. Ooh. Okay. She was born August 7th, 1943 in Colton, Oregon, and she grew up poor. She got pregnant by the time she was 16. Damn. Yeah. She had a baby girl named Cynthia, mm-hmm. and then she moved to Southern California. Didn't say where. But she's here somewhere. Okay. Then she got married and had another daughter. And then she was charged and convicted of fraud in 1968. Ooh. What for? Fraud. Yeah, but like what what was she frauding? Oh. um, What was she fraudulent on? I'm not positive. Oh, okay. But these just like her little, you know, background of criminal activity. Yeah, track record thing. Got it. And in 1969, which was the next year, Mm -hmm. she was charged with child abuse for beating (gasps) Cynthia with a curtain rod. Fuck that shit. Yeah. So she's not a great person. That's the that's the picture I'm painting. Got it. And in 1971, she was charged with forgery and served six months in jail. And she was also ordered to go to counseling for the child abuse charges. Okay, not a bad idea. Yeah. And so then somewhere in there, she divorced her husband, and in 1974, she met Bruce Nickel, and he was a heavy equipment operator. Oh. I don't know if that means construction or, like, I don't know, fucking forklifts. Printing. Yeah, like, literally anything. So Uh. she meets him and was like, heck yeah, he's a pretty cool guy. 
he has a drinking problem. But that's cool because he operates heavy equipment. Yeah. Which but she you're was allowed like, to do. This is perfect <laughs> because that's what I like to do. Like, I like to drink. I like to party. Let's fucking drink and party together, right? Okay. So this is the perfect guy for her and all of her problems. Match made in heaven. Exactly. So they get married in 1976. They're married for 12 years. And in that time, Bruce went to rehab and he quit drinking. Ooh, all right. Turning his life around. Exactly. But Stella was like, <laughs> fuck. I like, lost my drinking buddy. Yeah, exactly. Like, that was my hobby. Yeah. And now, like, he doesn't want to do this with me. Let me have my vice. Yeah, I can't do it alone. Like, that's not as fun. No. So she got into the hobby of maintaining an aquarium. Oh. <laughs> she continued drinking. Okay. But, <laughs> but she was like, I guess I'll... She's like, I I really want a saltwater tank. (laughs) Exactly. Which I can tell you, it's a full-time fucking hobby. Uh, Yeah, you can because Brandon did it for a long time. He did do it for a long time. And it's like every weekend you're like, I need to go get water. You guys have like breeding tanks and shit. Yeah, we had a lot of things going on. (laughs) So I'm assuming she did too. And she was like really into it, right? Uh Uh-huh. So then they moved to Auburn, Washington at some point in their marriage. And now it's 1986. Okay. Okay. And on June 5th, Bruce was 52 years old at the time. He gets home from work and he has a headache. And so he's like, I'm going to take four extra strength Excedrin. Oh, goddamn. That's a lot. Yeah. It's been a real big headache. I guess. Or maybe he was just like, I don't know, a bigger guy or like used to medicine or something. Because I'm like, that would knock me the fuck out. I take one and I'm like, I feel jittery as fuck. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All that caffeine in there. Yeah. Well, he collapsed just a few minutes later. Oh, Lord. And Stella called 911 and he was taken to Harborview Medical Center, but they couldn't revive him. Oh, God. He ended up dying. He was pronounced dead and it was determined that it was caused by natural causes, mainly emphysema. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So, like, that's all. It just sucks, right? He's dead. And that's the end of my story. (laughs) (laughs) And he died of natural causes, and there was no fuckery afoot. Yeah, there was absolutely no fuckery afoot. <laughs> and that was it. Not. <laughs> well, duh. Yeah. You didn't even have me fooled for a second. I know. Well, you're not that slick. <laughs> listen, I told you I would make up for it. Yes. So, yes. You kind of gave away your own. I know. So, a week later, on June 11th, a 40 year old woman named Susan Snow was found on her bathroom floor by her 15 year old daughter. Mm hmm. <gasps> Are these the Tylenol murder thingies? I said he took Excedrin. Okay. (laughs) Well, are these the Excedrin murder thingies? Uh, Okay, just tell your story. Anyway. Okay. (laughs) So she was found by her 15-year-old daughter, and the daughter called 911, and by the time paramedics got there, Susan was unresponsive and only had a faint pulse. Oh, my God. She was taken to Harborview Medical Center. That's terrifying. Where he was. Yeah. But she died that day. Ugh. And then during an autopsy of Susan, an assistant medical examiner said that she smelled something fishy. Uh, like, Just kidding. Literally? <laughs> it was almondy. <gasps> but that's still fishy. Oh. Because an almond smell usually means do you know is it arsenic cyanide cyanide okay one of them yeah yeah so remember my story where the lady smelled like almonds yeah and the fucking ex-husband poisoned her yeah in the (gasps) hospital yeah oh shit yeah okay cyanide so they smell almonds and they're like maybe this is cyanide so they do some tests oh my gosh and it turns (gasps) out that she had actually died of acute cyanide poisoning Ugh, that's horrible yeah 
And so police search her home and they find a bottle of extra strength Excedrin in the home. Mm-hmm. Turns out Susan had taken two extra strength Excedrin that morning. Did they test it? Was there cyanide in there? Well, there were three more capsules inside that container that contained cyanide. Oh. And so fucking you're assuming (laughs) she took those and they had cyanide in them because that's where it came from in her house. Yeah. Fun fact, her husband Paul had also taken two of the extra strength Excedrin that same morning before he left for work. But he can handle his cyanide? He didn't get sick. Huh. So he must have just like, I don't know, shaken the bottle up right? Fucking talk about Russian roulette. Yes, exactly. So obviously the media grabbed onto this story because of the Chicago Tylenol murders. Ah, okay. They had just happened in 1982, which was four years earlier. Yeah, but now everything has to have like a sealed label and all that shit, right? That's what came of the Tylenol ones? Yeah, but I don't think that came out until later after yeah and that was tylenol this is excedrin so maybe excedrin was like never gonna happen to us oh shit i thought it was just like all medicines at that point we're like Mm, maybe gotta be tamper preventative whatever that word is like ice cream is getting to be now yeah because people are licking it yeah yeah (laughs) so stupid what a fucking world we live in exactly (laughs) can't even trust the goddamn ice cream aisle because people (laughs) are dicks well, I don't think that anyone was ever convicted of the Tylenol murders. So people are oh. like, oh, fuck, are they just changing their MO? Like, yeah. what's going on here? Maybe they just moved over to Excedrin. Oh. So Bristol Myers, the people who make Excedrin, uh-huh. put out a recall on all extra strength Excedrin. That is a scary recall. Oh my God, it's terrifying. Like, I hope everybody got the fucking message. But also, I think I have a bottle of Excedrin in my cabinet from like, that I bought, you know, years ago. In in, uh, 1986. (laughs) Oh God, right? (laughs) Oh my God. You might, because your dad was a pack rat. Yeah, exactly. Not a pack rat, but you know what I mean. He fucking hoarded though. Yeah. So. And he would take it and like put other pills from other bottles to combine them all into one bottle. So you might have it. So you just have a medley of pills in there. <laughs> he's like, don't take the blue ones. <laughs> you don't need to know what those are for. Yeah, they're not going to help your hormones. <laughs> so there was even a $300,000 reward out for the capture or like help of whoever was responsible for this. Really? Yeah. And then another bottle was found at another grocery store that was also contaminated. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Stella, from the beginning of my story, was mm-hmm. like, hey, My husband died after taking that shit. My deceased husband had taken some extra strength Excedrin right before he died. Yeah. What the fuck about this? Let's test that shit. Exactly. And her bottle was from the same lot number as the other two with the tainted capsules. And so they did an autopsy on Bruce and they found out that he had also died from cyanide poisoning. Oh my God. That's crazy. And Stella gave the police two bottles of Excedrin that she had in the home and they both tested positive for cyanide dude thank fuck she never had a migraine after that right oh my gosh well another bottle was found at a grocery store to be from the same lot and was also contaminated with cyanide somebody cyanide us yeah so there's a fucking shit ton of bottles floating around right now right yeah that's terrifying so stella and paul who was susan's widower mm-hmm. they both filed wrongful death lawsuits against bristol myers good and the fda did a full investigation into the plant where they were manufactured uh-huh. But they didn't find anything. Interesting. Because they're like, well, I mean, maybe it's coming from the fucking plant. Like, these are all the same lot number, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. Something happened. Assembly line at the same time. Yeah. So the FBI went back to the pill bottles that they had with the cyanide and they tested for more stuff. Okay. Like other poisons or something? Yeah. Or like anything else. Like, is there, I don't know, fucking DNA floating around on these? Oh, okay. 
Well, it turns out, along with cyanide, they also discovered some green flecks in the poisoned capsules. Really? Yeah. And the green flecks were tested and were determined to be algicide. Is that algae? It's not algae. It's algicide. So it's like the stuff that gets rid of algae. Oh. They were even able to tell that it came from a store-bought brand called Algae Destroyer. Really? And that's commonly used in home aquariums. <gasps> oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, shit. Okay. So, it should be noted at the time that Excedrin bottles were sealed with foil and there was plastic wrap around the lid. Told you. Yeah, so you were <laughs> right. But the FBI were like, well, let's see if we can get Paul and Stella over here to take a polygraph test. Because okay. maybe one of them had something to do with it, right? All right. And Paul agreed, but he complained about it a bit because, what the fuck, man? Like, his wife just died. Yeah, leave me alone, man. Yeah. I don't know anything about your algicide. Yeah. Your homicide, algicide. <laughs> homicide by algicide. <laughs> but Stella declined to do the polygraph, saying that she was too shaken up to do it. Uh. Like, huh. there's a lot going on, right? All right, Stella Mm-hmm. Well, on to you. So the FBI were still able to question her, however. Mm-hmm. And when asked where she got the Excedrin bottles, she stated that she had gotten them from two different stores at two different times. Okay. I'm not sure I would remember that. Maybe I would. Maybe you would if there were new bottles. Yeah, maybe. But the FBI was like, whoa, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> what a wild story. <laughs> well... We only found five contaminated bottles. It was the one at Susan's house, the two from the grocery stores, and then two at Stella's house. Uh So then the odds of her buying two bottles from two different locations at two different times that just happened to be two of the five containers contaminated in the country. Uh Uh-huh. Seemed pretty odd. That's a really fucking astounding odds. Okay. But that's circumstantial, so they had no choice to be like, weird coincidence, right? Yeah. But then the circumstantial evidence against her kept piling up. Really? She had taken out a life insurance policy on her husband for $76,000. Ooh, looking a little fishy. Almondy. (laughs) (laughs) Looking a little home (laughs) aquarium-y. But it would be $100,000 if his death was accidental. Uh Uh-huh. As as, as opposed to, like, intentional. (laughs) Well, like, like natural causes. Got it. (laughs) It would only be $76,000. Got it. And so she fought pretty hard to get them to not rule her husband's death as a natural cause. Oh, that's why she had him, like, exhumed and re-autopsied. Exactly. She's like, yeah, like, hey, he had Excedrin. Like, Mm. go check him out. Mm. That's not a fucking natural cause, right? Hmm. So also, Bruce's signatures on some of those documents for the life insurance turned out to be forged oh yeah that old fraudulent cause also Uh uh-huh she had bought some algae destroyer for her in-home aquarium son of a bitch yeah stella you're fucking up you're fucking up here stella (laughs) so the police speculated that perhaps the algae destroyer had accidentally been mixed with the cyanide when she used the same pill crusher or whatever it was to crush both the substances because i guess the algae destroyer was also like a pill that she had to crush fucking weird yeah and she was like oh i have a pill crusher i'll just use this so she had like cyanide that she would crush up also is that what you're saying yeah it was along with her algae side well, like, she had a home aquarium, yeah. and she had algae destroyer, and she would crush that up and put it, it in her tank. Yeah. And then she got some cyanide. cyanide and was like, oh, I need to crush this up to put it in the capsules for Excedrin. Oh, shit. Bitch, and so, you cray. Yeah. She used the same pill crusher thing, which had, like, flex the or flex. whatever of algae destroyer. So these people weren't getting sick because of the algicide. 
No. That was just a product of her method. It just happened to be yeah. in there. And it was another thing that could like pinpoint Link to her. her to like, oh. hey, did they test her pill crusher? I don't know. Did it have cyanide? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Sorry. Stella was finally like, fine, I'll take a polygraph, right? Okay. Well, she failed. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking A. But the police still didn't know how she could have gotten the cyanide. So they didn't have enough Much. to convict her. This is just a theory. Yeah. Okay. And then in January of 1987, Stella's daughter, Cynthia, who was an adult at this point, came forward and she said that her mom had repeatedly confessed to her that she wanted Bruce dead. <gasps> she said it was because ever since becoming sober, he was boring and <laughs> didn't want to go out and hang out at bars anymore. He just wanted to sit home and watch TV. Jesus, that's no reason to kill someone. <laughs> right? Like divorce. I better be option. careful because yeah. that's my dream is to sit home and watch TV. <laughs> She said that her mother had even confessed to her that she had tried to poison Bruce before with <gasps> foxglove, which is like that? a plant, I guess. Like heather tips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rose hips. <laughs> but it didn't work, so Stella had gone to the library and started researching other poisons. Oh. Well, you're looking pretty suspicious here, Stella. Yeah. So she would even talk to Cynthia about what they could do with the insurance money once Bruce was dead. Was Cynthia like, yeah, mom, great idea. I have no idea. How did these conversations keep going, you know? Like, it know. wasn't just like, hey, I was thinking of this and you don't just shut it down. I mean, <laughs> when my dad talks to me like too long about doorknobs or whatever, I just kind of zone him out and like, yeah, man, whatever. That's like, true. <laughs> maybe true. that's what it was. She was just yeah, like, fucking, yeah, keys and shit. Yeah, same old thing. I know you hate your husband. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, poison. Great idea. Whatever. Just can I watch my show now? Exactly. Like, God, I have to keep muting this? What? <laughs> so the FBI got a subpoena on the library and saw that Stella had checked out human poisonings from native and cultivated plants and deadly harvest. That's a book? <laughs> Well, apparently that one is, and also Deadly Harvest is. <laughs> so the Human Poisonings book was actually overdue, and Stella had never returned it. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. No better way to get a redder flag. <laughs> exactly. Like, okay, if you're going to, I don't know, go commit crimes and stuff, you yeah. use cash, right? Because you don't want your credit card. Yeah, no trail. Yeah. But she's checking out library books. <laughs> Under her real name. You're it's like, not like they're going to double check your fucking identity. You could have made up a name. Exactly. <laughs> or just read it in the library and be like, oh, cool. I'm now gonna I know. Just take a picture of this page or whatever. Like, don't check it out. I'm just imagining like back in the 80s. Like, like, like she Polaroid. wrote her name on the library <laughs> card. Stella <laughs> Nickel. And there's like one of those like date and time stamps. Exactly. <laughs> like the day before her husband oh dies. Oh, God. So Except the fucking Dewey Decimal cat, card catalog. <laughs> exactly. I can see that you checked this one out. Oh, God. So the FBI was able to get the books that Stella had checked out and returned, and they found her fingerprints on several pages that talked about cyanide. Interesting. So the FBI is like fucking Stella. The fuck? Yeah, crime scening this library. like <laughs> Dusting it for prints. <laughs> exactly. That's so weird to me. But on December 9th, 1987, Stella was arrested for five counts of product tampering, including two which resulted in death. Okay, I cannot wait to hear how the fuck this went down. Because I am stumped. <laughs> like, I just imagine her in the fucking grocery shop aisle way, like, opening bottles and, like, fucking torturing them back shut so that they look sealed and, like, fucking steaming them open. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well... 
I actually don't have an answer for you what? on that one. Seriously? Yeah. What? I don't know. Maybe they just weren't paying attention and they bought their Excedrin and was like, oh, I guess it, it doesn't tampered. come with a fucking tamper-proof seal. Did she just like pick a store and she's like, I'm going to poison every bottle because I know he's about to go buy some Excedrin? Well, with that, I don't actually talk about it, but I'll tell you because I, I was like, eh. <laughs> what the fuck? That's like the one thing I need to know. And you're like, eh. <laughs> well, okay. So she wanted to kill her husband. So she she had done it to the bottle in her home. Okay. And she, you know, had him take the cyanide that way. Yeah. And then he ended up dying, whatever. And then they, like I said, they ruled it a natural cause. Mm-hmm. So then they didn't look into it any further. And she was like, well, fuck, I need them to look into this further. So then she uh-huh. had to kind of produce like an uh, issue. Yeah. An issue or like a incident, I mm-hmm. guess, with other people. What a bitch. So then after her husband died is when she poisoned these other capsules. Like she went and got them and then poisoned them or went to the grocery store or whatever and did that. I mean, she couldn't have done it in the grocery store. What if she like bought them and then tampered with it and then brought them back and put them back on the shelf? Well, I think that's what it was. But I don't know how she was resealing them if at all. But also I think if I bought like Excedrin, say it comes in the box, like the bottle inside the box. Yeah. I might not know necessarily that it was supposed to have a tamper-proof seal. Hmm. Well, maybe especially then if it had only been like a new thing that things were sealed like that, people didn't notice. Exactly. And you're like, well, it's Excedrin. It's not Tylenol. So. <sighs> what a bitch. By the way, I like how that in my mind was like the pivotal moment of the story. And you're like, mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> eh, she went and did it after. Yeah. But then. That- <laughs> so that was her way to get the insurance money. Well, that was her way to get incident. like the police to look into it further and cause like a havoc or whatever. So that she could get the. The life insurance. Yeah. yeah not the not the natural cause of death. The yeah. Like a cause. further investigation. Oh, I guess my she God. This was trying bitch. To, but this bitch is extra as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, yeah. man. But she couldn't go and tell police like, hey, maybe there was something in the Excedrin. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you test that? Yeah. He took Excedrin. Yeah. Did like, I tell you that he took Excedrin? And they're like, yeah, whatever. Great. You said he had a headache. Like, <laughs> like that's not a big deal. And oh I guess he always God. had headaches. So he would always take Excedrin or whatever. So she knew that that would work. Holy fucking shit, man. Yeah, I guess this is all pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, then she was caught. Whatever. <laughs> At least I remember it. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay, so, so what happened to her? Well, she was found guilty and sentenced to two 90-year sentences for the deaths of Susan and Bruce. What a bitch. And three 10-year sentences for product tampering. Good. And all the sentences would run concurrently. So mm-hmm. essentially she got 90 years. Yeah. But I would like to point out that she got three 10-year sentences for product tampering. And I'd like to see the people who are licking the fucking goddamn ice cream get those 10-year sentences too. Right? Okay. The licking of the ice cream is like a personal assault on your life. It really is. It's going to fuck with your brain. Do you know how much ice cream I buy? I never eat ice cream. So I'm like, oh, that's mean. <laughs> but then you, that's like a main staple in your life yeah what if them bitches have herpes Ugh. yeah you're, you're right though they are starting to put like little plastic seals on them huh uh-huh because i just yeah. popped one off the other day yeah bluebell has it now like all of their stuff has the product tamper like tamper proof shit and i won't buy ice cream without it now because i'm like I that's fucking gross it's like something you never thought of though no like i never thought of anybody opening it and touching it because why yeah why people are stupid why would someone do that like what is what is to be gained 
I hate people. Part of me hopes that they just do it for like social media and then they actually buy the product after to be like, just kidding. That would be a nice turn of events. But also you're still like proliferating that kind of behavior. What yeah. am I looking for? Like you're encouraging it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're, you're depicting going viral that and that's stuff. what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, I hate it. I do too. God damn, this lady's crazy. Stella went fucking nuts, man. Yeah. She was basically like, oh, my drinking buddy's gone. Might as well get something out of him. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. How fucking wild, though, that they found the algae in there, the algicide, and they were like, oh. Exactly, yeah. This whole time, just so you know, I thought there was, like, emphasis on him being a heavy machine operator, and I was like, somehow he carried algicide one time to the plant, <laughs> and it got in there, and the algicide also turns into cyanide when mixed with this other thing. Like, I had this whole thing in my head. <laughs> You're, like, going crazy. No, it's just a bitch that poisoned her husband. And then you barely explained how she poisoned him. <laughs> <laughs> no you rectified it but you almost didn't <laughs> yeah that's true oh well, man yeah fucking goddamn that's God damn. crazy i just think like okay i killed my husband and they're not looking into it further so then i'm just gonna fucking kill another person let me make a scene but she made like five bottles or whatever yeah that's so and weird what three of them were out in the world and two of them were at her house so she was chancing to kill more than three people. Yeah. Like if two people ate from the same fucking bottle or whatever. Yeah. I also never considered that like when you go buy something at a store, they're likely all from the same lot, you know, because yeah. they're like all produced together, packaged together, then shipped out together. Yeah. But that's really smart in terms of like product containment. Like if there's yeah. a there's a quality issue. <laughs> Which is also why the police were like, that's a little bit fucking fishy that you bought these two bottles at two different stores at two different times. Like from the same lot. Yeah. yeah. Like that's a really weird lie. Yeah, that is. I guess. And why are both of your Excedrin bottles open? Oh, good Which point. I mean, I guess maybe they weren't because you didn't, you didn't know if they had tampering or whatever. Like we don't know. Yeah. But I'm maybe. assuming. Like they, it said that they did have the tamper proof stuff at the time, but assume that like a consumer doesn't know that and buys yeah. it anyway yeah exactly kind of like the ice cream thing we're dealing with now i would could go buy ice cream and not even think about if it has a plastic thing on it or not yeah exactly because we're kind of in that phase now with that exactly with ice cream. <laughs> exactly and you're like oh it's normal for it to not it's yeah. fine so but somebody's gonna die of fucking cyanide poisoning and we're gonna be like why didn't you check the ice cream yeah if it was sealed <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i don't remember taking a fucking tamper proof thing off well shit man well goddamn <laughs> well goddamn all right. Do we have any, uh, you know, administrative things? I would like to say that I brought over Anna's gift <gasps> so you could finally open it. We did. You did. I said we did. Like, I could take any credit for that. Oh, my God. Anna, these hats are fucking amazing. Right, and, thank you. And I just looked at it here while we were recording, so I'm going to go out and put it on my baby's head. <laughs> and I cannot fucking wait to see his cute little head in this cute little hat. Yes. And also the card. So, so sweet. You are so sweet. I appreciate you glitter bombing Aaron. I was like, oh, motherfuck. As soon as I opened it, I was like, this bitch. She literally slid her finger under the envelope and then like she must have felt the grit. I'm just assuming you felt the grit. And then you looked at your finger and you went, fuck. (laughs) Son of a bitch. And then I was all gentle with mine. And I said, no, we're at my house. I don't want glitter everywhere. (laughs) And then I was all gentle and I looked at mine. I was like, ha, I didn't get glitter bombed. (laughs) I was like, oh, man, it's got to be because I said it that one time. (laughs) Great job. Great job, Anna. Yeah. You got me, but it's okay because I'm leaving it at Stacy's house. So, because it's gonna go with all of our other podcasting stuff, exactly. And but then once we get that permanent room, it's all fucking going up there. Yeah, it is. But you are so fucking sweet. Thank you so much. You're the kindest person in the world. In the world, and we love you. That's true. Also, I should say we should do our Patreon shoutouts. But um, the one episode that we lost, mm-hmm. people didn't get shouted out on. 
Oh, true. Like, we shouted them out, but now I don't know who they were. Oh. Because once you mark it complete in Patreon, it's just done. So. So if we skip you and you really want to be mentioned, email us. And That's I'm a great sorry. idea. Just, even if you're not even fucking Patreon. Just be like, <laughs> say my name. <laughs> <laughs> say my name. Say my name. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Yep. Shout out time. Shout out to Kendra. Woo. And Dolly. Are we singing all the names? Try not sing it. <laughs> and Alyssa. And Mary. And Samantha. What's up, guys? You're all fucking wonderful. And we love you. This is very true. Thank you so goddamn much. Oh, you know what else we should say? What? With the new hard drive that we got. Yes. That was completely sponsored by all of the Patreon people. Oh, yeah. So thank you so fucking much. Yes. You're all amazing. And we love you. Because of you, we literally were able to get a hard drive right away. Yes. So we don't have to try to finagle fucking shit. And we can save... You know, we made it a whole year <laughs> before shit went down. So now, starting now, moving forward, we can save all this data. Exactly. <laughs> all of our fucking cuts. And maybe someday we'll put a little, like, Patreon blooper reel together. Yeah. God, I, that makes me so sad because I lost so much material of, like, I don't know, you singing or being dumb or Like mean, that one but- time I sang, Mom's little baby loves shortening, shortening, Mom's little baby loves shortening bread. <laughs> Yep, just like that time. <laughs> you know what, though? We're starting over. We're starting fresh. And we're going to keep going for years to come. So you're going to have so much more content. Yeah. It's just so much lost. But it's fine because now it's a new year and we're starting fresh. Yep, exactly. So. so thank you, guys. Thank you, Patreon. We use it for the podcast. Yeah, whether or not we want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The podcast will force us to. It has a mind of its own. It does. And we want it to be successful. So we're willing to invest in it. That's very, very true. So there. But thank you so goddamn much. Yes. Because this one is supposed to last me forever or at least one snowboarding trip. Yeah. Be indestructible <laughs> so I can't fuck it up. Also, I bought a case that comes along with it, but that's Ooh. not coming till today. So Ooh, I can't wait to see it. And also, I'm going to plug it into the computer for the first time right now. So I hope it works. Thanks, guys. Yep. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Hey, guys. If hey you don't guys. know already, and if this is the first time listening and you want to come follow us on social media... On so, 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 social media. So, 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 so. Social. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't make that fucking sound. I know. I wish I could. I just sound like a mating cat when I try. <laughs> All right. Anyway, social media at ISGD Podcast. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yep. You can email us, isgdpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Send us case suggestions. Just shoot us emails to tell us what's up. We've been getting some super awesome emails from some super awesome people being like, fucking love your show. And it amps us up so goddamn much it is absolutely true yes what else can they do they can go on our website isgdpodcast.com to see pictures pertaining to the cases and there's links to our merchandise and our patreon links to the merch and the patreon Mm -hmm. they can send us stuff if they felt so inclined to p.o box 2764 spring valley california 91979 you can also contact us on our email or On our website. You can contact us however you want. Yeah. There's a little contact page. We get a lot through there. Also, that reminds me. I'm not sure if Lost Episode fucking 55 had where we were talking about the idea for merchandise, like updating it. I don't know. I didn't get to the end of editing. I think it was. So we were talking about uh, how we want to come up with like a new design, maybe like an exclusive design with like some inside jokes from the podcast or some shit. Yep. 
And someday when Aaron's feeling frisky enough and free, has free time, yep. which will probably be a couple months from now because frisky she's... and free. Yeah. <laughs> so I, the two adjectives I used to describe my life. It's the motto I live by. <laughs> It'll probably be a couple months because she's about to have a fucking baby. But you guys should shoot us some ideas of anything you might want to see on a fucking t-shirt or cup or something. And we're, we want to add a new design to the site. Yep. And don't worry. I am a designer. So we're not looking for designs or anything. If you oh, guys yeah. were like, oh, they just want free art. No, it's, no. It's ideas. We want free ideas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can make it. I just have no fucking creative brain right now because I'm pregnant. <laughs> well, a while ago you had a cool one where you're like, I, I want to do a fucking Yeti. <laughs> Because of episode two, where we talk about the... Mm, See, I don't even remember this. Oh, I do. We It's your fucking Dyatlov Pass, yeah. right? Where they talk about like a, a Yeti killing everybody as a possible theory. And so you were like, I want to do a Yeti and he could be doing the dishes. And just imagine his personality. He'd have a, a dish towel draped over his shelter. And I was like, yeah, let's maybe see if people just want our shit first <laughs> before you do this weird ass idea. Uh Sounds like something that I would say because that sounds fun. So but. if y'all want Yetis doing dishes or if you have a better idea. <laughs> Apparently Stacy doesn't like the Yeti idea. But Listen, I'd wear it. I just feel like we didn't talk enough about Yetis for it to be relevant. I just like Yetis. Yeah, they are pretty cool. I mean, maybe we could do like a Yeti and then a fucking, I don't know, a barrel and oh, a Yeti yeah. and a barrel. I don't maybe know. Maybe a pond. Listen. <laughs> We're not very good at this right now. No, this is true. We need I have help. no brain, but I can still doodle. So, oh yeah, and her designs are fucking awesome. So I, I don't know about that. Oh, they definitely they're are. They're passable. She's being modest, they're passable. They're fun. Listen, quick story time. Okay. In government class, I think it was. <laughs> oh God. Erin uh, and I obviously were slowly becoming besties then, and it was time to pair up. And so we did the like shoot your eyes across the room and make eye contact and be like I'm fucking partners, right? <laughs> I called you. <laughs> this one's mine. <laughs> and so we paired up and we had to draw a picture. I don't remember what for or what the premise was. I don't even remember. But it was supposed to be something serious. Like how the government has impacted your life or yeah. some stupid fucking shit. And so uh, we got together and I had the ideas and Aaron had the skill. And I was like, uh, let's draw a plant poisoning the water and a cow drinking it. And it turned into a zombie. And Aaron's like, I fucking got you. Because <laughs> I didn't know that she could draw. And I certainly cannot draw. And she drew the most fucking beautiful picture. I don't remember this at you all. You don't? No. <laughs> I do because it touched my soul. I, was I like, remember being partners with you, but I've probably drawn a lot of zombie cows in my day. <laughs> so I was like, don't worry. I just remember being like, we were snowballing ideas. And then I threw that one out there and you're like, got it. Like, <laughs> let's go. Perfect. And you fucking drew it instantly. And I'm like, whoa, I'll color the cow green. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. And I'm pretty sure our teacher came by and was like, wow, that's really creative, guys. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she hated us. Oh, she definitely did. And I wish that we had that fucking picture. Aw. Miss Anathong, if you've got it. If you're listening, this is what we've Send become. it to our P.O. box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, send it to our P.O. box. Are you proud now? <laughs> you said I'd never amount to anything. She never said that. No, she didn't. Anyway. I was a pretty good student. Okay. Yeah, we were very, yeah, we're just unique. All right. Enough tangents. Okay. Love you guys. Thanks for everything. Thank you. Till next week. Bye. Bye.